Hello there, everyone. My name's Andrew. And I'm Cassie. And this is the Culips English Podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Culips. You're listening to Simplified Speech. Simplified Speech is the Culips series that features natural, clear, and easy to understand English conversations about fascinating topics. Today, I'm joined by my co host, Cassie. Hey there, Cassie. Hey, Andrew, and hey, listeners. Andrew, we have an interesting topic for everyone today because we're going to talk about online trolls. Online trolls. Yeah, I'm really excited for this conversation. I think it is. A really interesting topic, and we're both going to have a lot to say about it. And some of our listeners may actually be scratching their heads right now, Cassie, and、uh, might be curious about what we mean by online trolls. But don't worry, everyone will break it down and explain it in just a moment. But before we start our conversation, Cassie, I think we should let everyone know about the study guide. For this episode. Yes, exactly. There's a great study guide that accompanies this episode, and in it, you guys can find a full transcript, detailed vocabulary, explanations, and examples of the important vocabulary that Andrew and I are going to use here today in this episode. It has a quiz and much, much more. And you can download it in a PDF file and print it off. Or you can view it in a mobile friendly version that looks great even on your smartphone. To access it, you just need to visit culips.com and become a Culips member. We also wanted to give a shout out to one of our listeners who is named Nicole Soyeon from South Korea. And Nicole Soyeon left us a five star rating and a very kind review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Nicole wrote. I've been studying with Culips for about half a year. My English is not good enough, so I usually listen to simplified speech. My study routine is one, listen to an episode at least twice, two, read a translation, three, memorize the words and phrases I don't know well, and four, listen over and over. Thank you so much, Culips team. I'm always rooting for you guys. Wow, thank you so much to Nicole Soyan. For that awesome review, it sounds like a really great study method, doesn't it, Cassie?、Mm, sounds perfect. Yeah, and we are rooting for you as well, Nicole Soyan, so please keep up the good work. Now, listeners, leaving a positive review and a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or really whatever platform you use to listen to us helps more English learners from around the world connect with us. And improve their English with us. So, even if you leave just a one word review, we would really appreciate it. And with that being said, Cassie, let's start with this episode. As we mentioned at the start of the show, we are going to talk about online trolls today. And before we hit the record button and started this conversation, Cassie, you told me that you just recently. Read something about online trolls. Was it a book or was it、uh, a magazine article? I can't 
remember, even though you just told me like 20 minutes ago. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, it's a book. It's not only about online trolls, but it's about, you know, the the not so great parts of the internet um, from lack of privacy to online trolls to the killing of mom and pop stores with cheap prices from big businesses. Okay, so some of maybe the negative side effects, negative consequences of the internet that we possibly didn't anticipate when the internet first started becoming you know, a very popular thing that everybody uses every day back maybe 30 years ago or so. Okay, well, let's start at the start, Cassie, a good place to begin. And we should break down this expression, online troll. So obviously the online part of this expression refers to the internet, but what do we mean by a troll? Who is a troll? When I think of a troll, it's like a little grumpy, kind of ugly, magical monster creature that lives under a bridge and taunts mean words at people as they try to cross. Yeah, that is like the original version of a troll, right? It's actually a character that we can find in many old fairy tales and children's stories. Uh, even we can see them in movies. And there's a popular troll doll character as well. However, that's not what we mean in this instance, everyone. We're not talking about the character from old fairy tales. When we talk about an online troll, it refers to someone who makes mischief and makes trouble on the internet, usually by leaving negative comments on the comment sections or the discussion sections of websites, right? So if you see somebody trying to start trouble on YouTube in the comment section, maybe they left uh, a comment that seems overly negative or uh, is designed to make people get angry, or maybe that comment is very offensive, that person who leaves that kind of comment, we can call that person an online troll. Yes, that's right, Andrew. And actually, I want to make a, a distinction between an online troll and an online bully. They're pretty similar. However, when I think of an online bully, I think of it being as someone I know, and they're personally victimizing you. They're choosing you to bully online. But an online troll, they are bullying you. They're saying things that are hurtful. But a lot of times these trolls are completely anonymous. You have no idea who they are in the real world. And that allows them to make comments that they might never say to your face. Cassie, you just brought up something that's really important here. The difference between an online bully and an online troll. And I agree. A bully is someone who personally attacks someone else to make them feel bad. Right. So like, for example, uh, we have a Culips Instagram page. And if somebody came to the Culips Instagram page and suddenly left me a bunch of negative comments, Andrew, you suck. <laughs> I hate Culips. <laughs> you should quit. Why are you even doing this? <laughs> you know, like a bunch of negativity in the comments. 
which uh, thankfully we've never had so far, which is great. Thank you to all the people leaving us positive comments on our Instagram page. But if we were to receive that kind of feedback through our Instagram, we would say that that is more online bullying, right? It was personally directed at me, like, Andrew, you suck, you should quit, right? Those are negative comments directed at me, and that would be bullying. However, trolling is different, uh, and it doesn't always have to be um, negative. It could even just be something like disinformation, right? Or lying online or saying something that will cause other people to react, right? And, you know, we're still going through this COVID pandemic. And because of that, I've been doing a lot of reading online about the pandemic and about vaccines and about treatment and everything related to COVID. And I realized that I have to stop reading things online, you know, especially regarding treatment and vaccines. I was doing a lot of reading and I realized that I can't trust anything that I read online these days. Uh, one of my favorite places to waste time on the internet is Reddit. And Reddit is a discussion community. It's a very active social media page in English. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of different communities on Reddit and millions of users. And there are so many people talking about politics and talking about the pandemic. And I was reading about treatments for COVID. And I realized all of these users on Reddit are anonymous. Of course, they have uh, a username, but that's all we know about them. They don't have profile pictures or information about who they really are. And I realized, like, I can't tell if these people are telling the truth or if they're trolling and lying. I don't know if they're real people. I don't know if they are, you know, funded by a foreign country, maybe if they are spies or if they are bots. I don't know anything about this. So, I decided that when it comes to the pandemic, uh, I really can't trust anything that I read online. And I think a lot of that is due to the fact that there probably are a lot of people trolling. I think that is just something that people, for some reason, enjoy doing. They like to spread misinformation or they like to get other people riled up and angry. And so I've made the decision when it comes to really important things like my own personal health that I'm going to try and stay off of social media <laughs> before mm -hmm. I make any decisions so that I'm not influenced by a troll. Yeah, I think you made a great point there, Andrew. And that's something that I read in the book I mentioned earlier. One of the biggest downsides of the internet, I mean, it's also a plus for some people, but one of the biggest downsides is how anonymous it is. Mm -hmm. You can create any kind of account and post anything you want and have no consequences for it, no matter how awful it is. That's why there are so many online trolls, because people realize that they can say whatever they want and in their minds, like, it's funny, oh, I didn't really mean it. But everybody's going to take information differently 
when they read it online. Some might take it literally. Some, you know, might just brush it off. But, you know, you can't see a person's face. You can't see their expression. You can just read those words. And those words could be interpreted differently by everyone. And that's why it's such a big problem. Yeah. Now we have another expression in English that is used all the time when talking about this topic. It's a little bit rude. I wouldn't use this expression in front of my mother, for example, but it's good to know anyways. <laughs> and the expression is shitposting, shitposting. And I hear this all the time when my friends are talking about online trolls. Now, what shitposting is, is essentially posting something on the internet that is garbage, right? It's like a negative, toxic comment. But the purpose of it is to deliberately be provocative, right? I'm posting something on the internet to try and get you to respond, right? The goal of a shit poster is to post something maybe on Facebook or on Reddit that will just make you angry and set you off so that you go on a diatribe, you leave a long comment and uh, start an argument online. If that happens, then the troller feels like they've won, right? They manipulated you. They made you angry and they get pleasure. They get happiness from doing that. And I think there are a lot of people, I tend to believe that they are probably younger males, maybe high school students or university students, not always, but that's just my gut feeling on this, that for some reason get a kick, get pleasure from shitposting and trolling online. I do think it's predominantly males. Um, don't think it's necessarily young ones either. I think especially uh, in the U.S., the last four years, you know, we had a president who was very controversial and you would have, say one person was uh, super pro Trump. They would go into a web page that was full of people who were anti-Trump and they would post like Trump for president forever. And then you would go and, and then a person who was super anti-Trump would go into a, a web page that was full of supporters and they would say something nasty about him, you know? So, like, there's trolls on both sides of any spectrum, and you're right. They like to go and find these platforms and just spew anything they can think of that they know will cause people to react in strong ways. Yeah, I think this is a byproduct. Something that is a byproduct means a, a side effect. So this is a side effect or a byproduct of politics in the USA, but also I can say to a good extent in Canada now as well, being very divided. So you have two sides of the political spectrum. You have conservative people and you have non-conservative liberal people, I guess we could say. And those two sides of society are extremely divided and they argue a lot, and they have very strong beliefs that can't really be changed. And we're seeing this about so many different aspects of society these days. Cassie, you mentioned the presidency before. 
with the former president, Donald Trump, it was like this, but it's also like this with President Biden. We're seeing it with the COVID pandemic. We're seeing it with vaccines. We're seeing it with so many issues. And because of this, I think there is a lot of arguing online and you have a lot of people from one side of the argument going into the communities, the online communities, where the people on the other side of the argument hang out and trolling and trying to start arguments and trying to get people to feel angry and feel bad. And I just think it's kind of sad at the end of the day. It just seems like uh, not a very productive way to use our time. Exactly. Like, (laughs) there's already enough anger and sadness in the world. Why do you want to add to that? Yeah, I don't really get it myself, but at least one good thing in my own personal life is all of this controversy recently about the politics in North America, about the pandemic, about the vaccines. It has made me realize that uh, trolling and shitposting is a very real thing. And I have to be very, very cautious about what I read online. And it's made me take a step back from spending so much time uh, reading news online, reading social media to get my information. And I've just been a lot more cautious about what I consider to be true or not true. So I think that's uh, a good perspective to have. And in a way, I gained this perspective because of the online trolls. So thank you to the trolls. By seeing your bad posts, it makes me become a better person. It does cause a difficult problem for people though, right? If the internet is the main place where we get our information these days, and we can't trust the information that we read online because it is tainted or spoiled by trolls, then how can we know what the truth is? So it's a big issue, and uh, I don't think it's something that will solve overnight, but hopefully uh, it works itself out in the future. I'm not going to propose a solution to the problem, though, because I really don't have a solution. In the book I read, you know what the solution was? They didn't have Facebook in the book, but they attached the Facebook-like profile of each troll to their anonymous trolling account. Their name was posted to the world. They were no longer anonymous, and it caused chaos. I've always wondered about that. You know, that word anonymous that you just used, it is also the name of a famous hacktivist group. So Anonymous is a group of programmers and hackers who are not so active these days. I haven't heard that name used for a few years, but uh, several years ago, Anonymous, that hacktivist group, did a bunch of hacks and released a lot of data that was supposedly top secret data. And I've always wondered, like, what would happen if a hacker or a hacker group suddenly released all the data about online trolls and suddenly all the trolls were not anonymous anymore, but we could link everybody's comments to their real identity. That would be so fascinating to see like who all the trolls really are. (laughs) I think uh, that would cause chaos. I, I totally agree with the premise of the book. 
Well, if anybody's curious about what happened in the book, it's called Version Zero by David Yoon. If anybody's curious, you can see what his take would have been if um, the trolls went from being anonymous to no longer anonymous. Cassie, I think we could record a whole other episode about this topic of being anonymous online because it's a really good question and one that I think would be a great conversation. And that question is, should people be allowed to be anonymous online? But maybe we could save our thoughts on that question for a future upcoming episode because I think we should wrap things up here. But listeners, we'd like to hear your opinion on this topic, of course. What do you think about online trolling? Have you ever encountered a troll online? Or maybe have you ever trolled someone online? If you're a very honest person, maybe you could admit that to us. I'm not sure. But anyways, we'll leave it up to you. To get in contact with us, simply send us an email. Our email address is contact at culips.com. And if you enjoy listening to Culips and find us helpful for building your English language skills, then we would love it if you could support us. The best way to do that is by becoming a Culips member on our website, culips.com. But that's not the only way to support us. You could also follow us on social media, tell your friends who are learning English to check us out and leave us a five-star rating and a nice review on your favorite podcast platform. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode and we'll catch you then. Thanks for listening, everyone, and take care. Goodbye. See ya.